You're listening to the Educated Cowgirl Podcast, episode 12. Hey cowgirls, welcome back to another episode of the pod. I am so glad you are listening and hopefully learning so much from the show and the wonderful guests I've had so far. I don't know about you, but the start of October not only means fall, but to me, it sends this signal to my brain of, oh my gosh, there are only three months left in the year and I need to start thinking about where I'm at in my plan. And speaking of plans, that brings me to the topic of today's episode. I will be talking about something I'm sure every horse owner is prepping for as well. If you've noticed the leaves are starting to fall and the mornings are starting to get a little chillier, which means time to start making a plan for your horse care in winter, from getting blankets repaired to getting a conditioning schedule in place. Colder months and shorter days are coming, as much as we are in denial about it. Which is why it is important as a horse owner to know exactly what you need to do to make sure your horses stay healthy, happy, and warm all winter long. I will be talking about five tips you could do to prep for winter that should be a part of your routine and tips to set some goals to help keep your horses conditioned and be ready for spring when shows pick up again. Now, these are just suggestions to get you started I realize everyone has their own approach to how they handle the winter season. Also, this episode is a preview for something exciting I'm currently working on, as I feel this will be very helpful for every type of owner or competitor, regardless of the saddle you ride in. So be on the lookout for something big coming to my website. However, until then, please enjoy today's episode. Hey, and welcome to the Educated Cowgirl Podcast, hosted by yours truly. My name is Abby Carpenter, and I am a cowgirl and equestrian through and through. I started this podcast wanting to make more of an impact in the equine industry. That's why I am making it my mission to help promote the industry to the public through sharing my love for horses through education and bringing other experts and professionals onto the podcast with me to discuss important topics that impact the horse community. So whether you are a crazy horse lady like me, want to learn more about horses, or want to learn more about the industry, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we'll be talking about ownership, horsemanship, fitness, faith, breeds, and so much more. We believe that it doesn't matter what type of saddle you ride in or the breed of horse you may ride. We all contribute to this community to make it great, and that there's always something to learn from the back of your horse. So grab a coffee and get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This is the Educated Cowgirl Podcast. In Colorado, where I'm at, October can mean temperatures can turn cold very quickly. It has even already started snowing in some higher elevations of Colorado. This got me thinking about winter horse care preparation and how we can start making a game plan now so we are ready for the freezing months of winter and make sure we have what we need before the first storm or freeze happens. To get started, I have come up with five tips that I think will be very helpful to you as you start putting your own plan together. As someone who has worked in many different horse barns, I have gained a lot of knowledge of the best ways to ensure horses are taken care of and help prevent them from getting sick, as it can be more likely for a horse to colic in winter than in warmer months sometimes. Which leads me to tip number one, which is to make sure your horses are meeting their nutritional needs and you have a deworming plan. 
Not only is it important that they have access to plenty of hay as they consume more in cold months to help regulate their body heat, but if they're an older horse, a younger horse, or a high-performing athlete, they might require more starches or fats or other nutrients found in grain products that hay alone might not be able to provide. With these nutritional needs in winter, it is important that they have access to water 24 hours a day as the amount of hay horses consume increases by 30 to 50% in winter, which if they don't have access to that water, the hay can cause a blockage in their digestive system. And if you didn't know this already, horses don't have a gallbladder and can't throw up, which is how they colic. As we know, water freezes and this can be a pain, but draining hoses at the end of the day and leaving them unhooked from the hydrant is a must, unless you have automatic waters, but those can freeze over as well, so make sure to check them. I have forgotten to unhook hoses and drain them, and let me tell you, a frozen hose in the morning is not fun. What I like to do, and this only takes a few extra minutes during chores, is when you're draining hoses, to go through each section of the hose, hold it up to make sure all the water drains out properly. And it makes it easier to coil it up neatly to keep your hoses from getting kinked. I know everyone has a different approach of when and how often to deworm your horse, whether it's every 10 weeks or only at certain times of the year. Something my mom taught me and something I've implemented for myself is I will deworm and do fall vaccinations right after the first freeze of the year. Which, if you're new to horse ownership, this can help you set a timeline of certain times of the year, and it can be a reminder for yourself. But, as always, this depends on your individual horse and the amount of work they're doing. Some may need a more regular schedule. You can always ask your vet as well what they recommend. Number two, blankets. This seems to be a question on every horse owner's mind. To blanket or not to blanket. Now, I could probably do an entire episode about blankets from materials to where to go to repair them, brands, etc. But for the sake of this episode, I will shorten it as much as I can. This is very dependent on if your horse lives indoors in a stall or in a pasture with a shed like my horse. Many different factors come into play when deciding how or when to blanket your horse. The age of your horse, some very young or older horses, can't tolerate the colder temperatures as well, so you might need to blanket a little heavier. If they live outside and don't have access to a shed to get out of the wind and blowing snow, as the wind can make it seem so much colder, ask anyone who lives in Wyoming or northern Colorado. However, if they do live outside and have a decent winter coat and they have a shed and it's above the freezing temperature, they can get away without wearing a blanket. If they have a lower body condition score or a lower weight. If they have a body coat that's conditioned for shows and they have less of a winter coat to protect them. Another blanket factor to consider is to make sure they are made of a waterproof material. As a wet blanket not only makes the horse colder and makes them uncomfortable, but can cause some other issues. If you want to know the best brands, you can ask your fellow horse friends what they use. If you have a trainer, you can ask them or get on the old Google search and do some research. This also brings up questions of should I blanket heavier or medium or light blankets? Should I put on more than one blanket? 
Now, for newer owners, you might hear me or others talk about blanketing heavier or lighter and be thinking, what the heck does that mean? To put it simply, it just means the weight of the blankets you are putting on your horse. If the temperatures are below freezing, usually you blanket heavier, and if it's cold but not horrible, a lighter or medium-weighted blanket is fine. This also brings up blanket fit, as a blanket that's too small is not only uncomfortable, but it can cause the hair to rub off on their shoulders and other places. On the flip side, a blanket that's too big can easily get torn up and fall off, which the horse can get tangled up in and injure themselves. Also, constant blanket repairs can be a costly expense. An easy way to start measuring your horse for a blanket is to take a measuring tape or a piece of twine or string and start at the center of their chest and run it down their side until you reach where their tail is, and however many inches that is, is the size of the blanket you need. If you're a more visual person and need to see how to do it, I have put a link to a YouTube video in the show notes. And on sunny winter days when they're turned out, blankets, of course, may not be needed as they will enjoy having the sun on their backs. And as we know, this can be a luxury in winter. Number three, maintain your regular hoof care routine. Even though horses' hooves grow slower in winter, their hooves are more prone to build up ice or snowballs, which can get hard packed in the bottom of their feet, making it harder for them to walk, more prone to slipping, and it puts more stress on their tendons and joints. Also, working on uneven or frozen ground can cause sole bruising, so if you're riding outside or in an indoor arena that is more affected to freezing in below 20 degree weather, proper upkeep of your riding facilities is important to ensure their safety and well-being in winter. If you're not planning to show or ride heavily in winter, sometimes it's better to remove their shoes during this time of year, as being barefoot can provide better traction over snow and ice. Number four, conditioning or exercise routines. As we know, winter means shorter days, And that often means less time to ride and exercise our horses. And for horses that live in a stall or a run, this can mean limited access to be able to run and stretch their legs, which can cause their legs to get stocked up or swelling in the lower leg. If you don't have access to pastures or a walker or round pen, you can make sure they get exercise through lunging, of course, hand walking them if needed, or look up local arenas in your area that you might be able to trailer to as most of them have at least one night a week with an open ride night. Something also to consider when exercising and conditioning in winter is proper cool downs. As leaving them hot and sweaty can lead to illness when it's cold. A lot of people who work with their horses heavily in winter will body clip their horse's winter coat in certain regions of their bodies that are more prone to sweating heavily, such as the underside of their neck and their abdomen or belly. If you don't body clip, make sure you take time at the end of the ride to walk them out for at least 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the amount of work and the sweat you built up and how long it takes that individual horse to cool down. Also, I would suggest not feeding them directly after the ride as they can get so excited to eat after work that they can eat too fast, which can cause impaction. 
This is also a good time to assess your current exercise schedule and see if you need to make any adjustments that might better suit your horse and their needs that can help you both be more successful in competition. That leads me to my fifth and final tip. Winter can come with a lot of planning and a lot of struggles as we're spending less time in the saddle riding due to weather. It can also be a good time to slow down and reassess our goals and what we want to work on or accomplish in the next year. So take some of this time to sit down, think about and visualize what you want to see happen for both you and your horses. Then take out your journal, a planner, whatever works for you and write down your short and long-term goals and make a plan that is attainable to achieve them. Work on your fitness goals and also use this time to spend more time with your horse out of the saddle as I believe the better your bond is with your horse, the more you will work together as a team. You can learn so much about yourself as a rider and your horse during the winter months, even if you're not riding. This can help you with the vision you have for your business, show season, or where you want to see your life with horses go. As I heard Ed Milet say on a recent podcast episode of his, it takes leaders with vision to help people with dreams. Let me say that again. It takes leaders with vision to help people with dreams. We are all leaders in the equine industry, and we all have a vision for where we want to see it go. Not only for ourselves and our own goals, but for each other and the community. I really hope these tips were helpful and you feel inspired to start thinking about your winter horse care and exercise routines. These are only suggestions from my past experience as an owner, working in different barns, and other sources I have listed in the show notes. I understand that every horse and rider are different and may approach the colder months differently, but hopefully this will get you started in the right direction. Your winter horse care plan is very important when it comes to the health and safety of your horses and your success in competitions. I will say again the five tips as a quick reminder for you. Number one, your horse's nutritional needs and deworming. Number two, blankets. Number three, a regular hoof care routine. Number four, conditioning and winter exercise routines. And number five, use this time to slow down and write down your goals for the next year. Winter is cold, but that doesn't mean it has to be stressful and overwhelming. Being organized can make it go a lot smoother and make the season more enjoyable. Would you also be able to do me a quick favor? If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by going to whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on and leave me a rating and review. As that not only helps to grow the show, but I really appreciate your feedback as it helps me to know what you love about it and what I can do to improve as I continue to use this show to make an impact on the equine industry. And as always, you can screenshot this episode and share it on the, your Instagram stories and tag me at the Educated Cowgirl. Also, I have listed the sources I used for this episode in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Educated Cowgirl podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something new, and will come back for more. But for now, stay blessed and ride on, cowgirls.